0: Savings products insured by NCUA. Investment products are not insured, not obligations of Navy Federal and may lose value. Oh, 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 O'Reilly. You need parts? O'Reilly Auto Parts has parts. Need them fast? We've
1: got fast. No matter what you need, we have thousands of professional parts people doing their part to make sure you have it. Product availability. Just one part that makes O'Reilly stand apart. The professional parts people.
0: Oh, oh. O'Reilly Auto Parts.
1: Hey guys, it's Steve on my phone in Hawaii, where it happens to be turkey season. And it is, right now, turkey week here at Meat Eater, which means tons of great turkey hunting content. A lot of great offers on turkey gear at TheMeatEater.com. And even a calling contest where I am getting my ass thoroughly kicked. Go find it all at... Themee-eater.com. I'm Tyler And I'm KC And you're listening to The Element Podcast
2: What's going on my woods peoples? We out here. We out here. We in here. Yeah, we in here.
3: Man, man, I hope they use different music on this intro than they normally do. I'm getting tired of the one that's normal now. What is it?
2: Ba-da-da, sunset. No, that's it's That's
3: what I like. A... Oh man, that's a pretty good one too. Yeah, it's cool, but yeah. you know they they don't get creative, man. When you do red like, every once in a while, Michael will do, do different... red if if he does it. He loves it. <laughs> he loves it. He loves it. I was thinking you know, I got I went and, you know, spent some money to Get a new one made last well, a couple summers ago, released on the Meteor Podcast. Actually, uh, was the first time it was really ever available to the public. And uh, I don't think the boys use it at all. Let's tell them. Let's tell them. Well, inform, inform y'all. Tell them. Of them. It. Yeah. Tell them y'all. Tell them what's it. up. Y'all. Some tell Tyler them you want the some tribe. That tat. Some different Tyler and the Tribe stuff. You know, it's not mm-hmm. just not just a one trick pony here. Give you the know? people what they want. You know. You know. Speaking of one trick ponies, man, there's been uh, a lot of Questions that we've gotten in our Q and A series that have actually helped me, I think, as much as that? they probably helped other people.
2: Hey, by the way, this is brought to you by First Light Gear. Yeah, continue, Todd. Please. Yeah, <laughs>
3: um, we forget that oftentimes. <laughs> um, but this, um, you know, that's the thing about like, you can't be a one trick pony if you're going to travel and hunt, right? Mm-hmm. There's some, there's some cool. Th- like, you one,
2: could, but you wouldn't be as successful. Yeah, as yeah, maybe. For you, sure.
3: Ultimately, you would be. For sure. You got it. You got to kind of. Develop and know more and, and do more and, and have these different things that you try, you know. And I think that's mm-hmm. part of big deals, like not just being closed-minded and trying new stuff, whether it's broadheads or arrow weights mm. or, uh, you know, rattling techniques or not rattling or, you know, hunting outside of a certain uh, weak window that you normally hunt or whatever it might be. There's a million different things, different weathers, whatever. So I've just been thinking about, you know, man, that's a – Pretty handy thing that I've been challenged through our Q and A's to to think about stuff, and when you speak it aloud, it really like comes to life more than because you're having to you're having to consider it in your mind, and then you're having to make a statement about it that you hope is fairly accurate and understanding. And mm-hmm. I think that's a that's a pretty uh, pretty fun thing. You and I have had a pretty good season so far. It's been just kind of like maybe just slightly past the midway point looking back at some of the things that uh, we've been blessed to do and some of the accomplishments that we've been blessed to have this, this year. And it's, it's pretty cool, man. I'm looking Mm -hmm. forward to a few more deer kills, man. But, um, you know, there's been all kinds of tactics used. It's pretty, pretty fun that we get to go and do this for such a long period of time because you get to see, you get to see what they're doing when it's hot in September Mm -hmm. or when it's late in September and things are changing on the landscape or it's getting colder at night or whatever. And then early October, how that can be different mid October or late October, how sometimes that can be different, Mm -hmm. um, different, also different places in the, in the U S have different ruts, right? Like Mm -hmm. we were seeing some rut in action in different in some of the different areas in Texas, like in mid October, you know, um, but we had better weather probably overall in October than we did. We had a couple of good fronts in, in October. One was middle of October I killed a buck on. And then late October you killed a buck on in South mm-hmm. Dakota um, on that cold front, which was like a nationwide deal. And um, I don't know. It's just been – it's really cool. I feel like very happy, man, that I get a chance to, to learn all these things. And I really enjoy doing that. Like it's – man – it is just so much fun to like, – I feel like more than ever I understand what deer are doing. I'm also still very lost, right, you know what <laughs> I mean, as far as that goes. But I'm just saying, like, more than I have ever personally understood, you know. And mm-hmm. there's guys that would be better – a lot better at big woods hunting than you or, you or I, right? Yep. And uh, we talked they to some may even be one-trick ponies. But, yep. like – they get the daggum Big well, Woods thing. You know, you know one thing I mean? about
2: the Big Woods is you got to drive a long ways to get out of them. Yeah. So that trick might just be the thing you do
3: for in sure. a lot of states. Yeah, for sure. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, uh, and that's something like, and that's something that's also exciting. Is like as much as we've done, as much as we do, there's, there's, for a long time, there's going to be challenges still that mm-hmm. we can kind of take on in the whitetail game, which is like Big Woods or even the marsh and swamp stuff, right? Like that's something, hills. Yeah, um, I think you need to go to Florida and hunt. Deer is what I think yeah. I think there's some people That would like us to I think but. I'm challenging you To do that Don't challenge
1: me
2: <laughs> That uh, doesn't work on me Near as good as it In my no, 20s I, <laughs> like I'm okay not Whatever
3: <laughs> I, I'm not, not yeah. that way either That's But right a-
2: now Our biggest challenge Honestly is paying the bills <clears throat> Did you know that? Yeah. yeah So we gotta pay bills Right now guys mm-hmm. Right now it is Traditions week At Meat Eater mm-hmm. Okay mm-hmm. That means uh, That we're all Thinking about Thanksgiving I know there's a lot Of traditions that go Along with that a lot of us have some cool stuff we do in the woods around this time of year. It used to be a tradition for us a little bit to uh, leave out the day after Thanksgiving and go deer hunting. Uh, we had a deer lease in South Texas that was I can remember like eating turkey and stuff. Mm-hmm. You know, down there it's kind of cool. Uh, we don't do that anymore though. Uh, sadly, kind of got uh, priced out of release about twenty years ago. It's crazy to think about how long ago it was. But there's a lot of things people have going on, and of course. Within that, too, uh, some of these people have these traditions about doing Black Friday, like, rage. Mm-hmm. And that is not me. I try my to not see My wife and her it.
3: sister just, they they do the Friday Girls are shopping. into that. Yeah. yeah. Well, I mean, and and my wife's pretty practical about it, really. Like, yeah. she, I mean, she will do 90% of Christmas shopping on that day. Hey, we might buy us a TV uh, on Cyber Monday. Let's go, do So, Traditions Week goes Monday to Monday. At meat eater cyber and traditions don't sound too synonymous no it doesn't <laughs> you know
2: uh but right now <clears throat> today is when we're recording this is on a monday but this goes all week uh there's a can-am that you can win mm-hmm. on meat eater and there's a whole bunch of discounted stuff at first light meat eater fhf all that stuff we'll put a link in the description below if you're feeling festive or traditional or whatever I mean, they got a Stormy Cromer, which I don't even know what that is, but it's a pretty traditional-looking hat, I'd say, you know, if you wanted one of them things on First Light. I mean, Peter Pan wore it for sure. (laughs) Yeah, know, So that's been around a while. Absolutely, you know. (laughs) (laughs) remember watching the Santa Claus. That elf had one of them
3: things on for sure. (laughs) (laughs) Like Will Ferrell wore that that thing in Elf. Yeah, absolutely, man. So get out (laughs) there and get your tradition on. If you want to be like Will Ferrell, you can get that done, uh, yeah, for sure. But like
2: we said, we have to pay the bills, and uh, we appreciate y'all supporting us in that stuff. If you would like to purchase some First Light gear, especially, you know, We we made this point earlier. Um, The late season stuff, the cold weather stuff, is the most expensive. Mm -hmm. That's the stuff you really need to make sure and try to buy on a discount if you have an opportunity. Mm -hmm. And right now, that's going down. In fact, dude, I couldn't believe this. Will ago, Uh, I saw that the it's the solitude or sanctuary. I don't know. I think it's solitude, which is like the midway late season. It's pretty warm. Mm -hmm. You know, that's what I wear a lot, and uh, it's like. Forty
3: percent off, which puts it at a real reasonable price. Steve apparently just made a ten percent or more upgrade on all the discounted stuff. He he cares about the people, does he? He he does, man. (laughs) Steve's a caring guy. He cares about me for sure. That's right. Um, That's right. You know, that's a that and and another thing to think about though is also Christmas presents, like Mm -hmm. I mentioned earlier. Like there's some cool stuff on the meteor store. Like if you want to go get your son, your nephew, your Brother, whatever, like a, a good knife. There's mm-hmm. Benchmade knives. There's Vortex stuff, you know. And I don't know uh, to what extent. Listen, guys, I should know this, but I don't know to what extent these discounts we extend actually on the website. Go
2: deer hunting instead of looking yeah, all this stuff. Yeah,
3: <laughs> um, I mean, I'm gonna, I'm gonna probably check it out, but I yeah. haven't so far because it's the first day of the week. But hey, um, if you got that guy, you don't know what to buy him. Like they got spice assortments.
2: Yeah. For every, every guy likes to think they cook meat. Mm-hmm. Even if they don't, they oh, like yeah. to
3: think they do. So yeah. get them one of them spices. They'll think it's handy on Christmas Day when yeah, you they get you. it, and then next Christmas they'll be like, oh, I had not used that one yeah. time yet. Mm-hmm. But, no, it's. I'm just saying uh, there's a lot of good application to a Black Friday sale, and one is to be able to get Christmas presents, and there's some different different, and cool stuff. It's not just all first light, um, at least on the website. I And, like I said, I don't know what extent the discounts ex- extend, but go check it out.
0: Savings products insured by NCUA. Investment products are not insured. Not obligations of Navy Federal and may lose value.
1: Hey, here's a simple but very meaningful gift idea for your mom or grandparent who lives across the country. These are great, dude. These are really nice things to give to people. It's a digital picture frame from Aura. It's perfect for sharing pics of all the things they can't be there for. From family vacations to their grandkids' graduation. Let's say your mom comes out. You take a bunch of pictures of your mom with your kids or whatever. When she goes home, you can greet her at home with all those pictures you just took on the frame. And you can also keep her up to date by updating the frame from afar. It's all done online. It's a ton of fun. comes with unlimited storage and simple controls on the frame so you can upload as many photos as you want. And mom can pick the perfect one. See why it was named the number one digital frame by Wirecutter, The Strategist, and Wired. Right now, you can save on the perfect gift that keeps on giving by visiting auraframes.com. That's A U R A frames.com. Make sure you use the promo code Meat Eater because for a limited time, you can get $20 off their best selling frame with that code. The code being Meat Eater. Auraframes.com, promo code Meat Eater. O'Reilly Auto Parts are in the business of keeping your car on the road. At O'Reilly Auto Parts, they offer friendly, helpful service and the parts knowledge you need for all your maintenance and repairs. Man, I'm always swinging through my uh, local O'Reilly Auto Parts to get stuff ranging from car parts and accessories to boat batteries. They've got thousands of parts and accessories in stock, either in-store or online, so you never have to worry if you're in a jam. And if you're a do-it-yourselfer and need a specialty tool to finish the job, stop by O'Reilly Auto Parts and ask about their loaner tool program. Simply pay a refundable deposit and borrow the right tool, then get your deposit back when it's returned. That way you don't have to go buy some, you know, super expensive thing that you need like once every five years. You just borrow it and get your refund back. Need your windshield wipers replaced, a brake light fixed, or quick service? They'll help you find the right part or point you to the nearest local repair shop for help. Stop by O'Reilly Auto Parts today or visit O'ReillyAuto.com slash meat eater. That's O'ReillyAuto.com slash meat eater.
3: Back to deer and deer hunting, and uh, because that's just what we're doing right now. It's one of my favorite things in the world to do. Yeah, we're taking a little bit of a break this week, which is weird. Yeah, it is. It's going to feel weird because it's been hot uh, the whole month, and then all of a sudden a cold front's going to come in, yeah. and I'm going to be just in the middle of Thanksgiving stuff. And I'm going to be like, listen, I love y'all, but could we have done this when it was 80 degrees instead of when it's 50? Yeah, you know? I know, man. I know it. Hey, so we're going to get into...
2: Some story mm-hmm. from you about a big giant 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 buck. B G G G G B looks ridiculous. Um <laughs> but first I have a question. Yep. I might get to hunt one day this week. Would you hunt my property or would you go to public?
3: I would go to public. I kinda think I would too. It's sad. But it's the same situation on my property too. Yeah. Properties are dried up. I was going to hunt today. We had we literally, guys. Me and Casey talked earlier. We talk a lot. I think we decided we don't actually hunt for a living. We logistic for a living. Yeah. And uh, today we have. I've been. I got up at five thirty, and I have been working, literally nonstop, either on the computer. Uh, or with Casey on podcasts and that kind of thing literally since that and now it's 5 p.m. and mm-hmm. we're still podcasting. Yeah so what are you working on right now? Uh, I'm editing your video which uh, Michael has put a lot of together and I'm doing a lot of fine-tuning on it. It is a video of you shooting a big old monster buck on that October cold front I referenced um, in South Dakota. Yeah so
2: when this comes out there's a high likelihood that Within a 24-hour window, somewhere in there, this video is also out. The
3: goal is to have it out, like, around the same time the podcast comes yeah. out.
2: So, y'all go watch that. Support us in that if you can. It's a it's a pretty long video, but mm-hmm. there's, like – I don't know if I've been it in might this be close proximity to Big Bucks yeah. ever in my life. It's ridiculous. It's probably
3: the buckiest video we have. Yeah. It's, yeah. it's
2: crazy, guys. It's gonna there's be cool. some awesome footage here. So, go check that out. Mm-hmm. Click – Everything you see in the description, just click it. Just, just do it. Um,
0: <clears throat> but
2: Tyler, yes, sir. You mentioned some warm weather in early November. Mm-hmm. Apparently, you don't care, and you just get on bucks anyways.
3: Listen, November tenth just is a
2: day. Was that the tenth? Mm-hmm. How about that?
3: T- start us out your week. So yep. here's the deal, guys. Yeah,
2: here's the deal. I, I, let me, let me, let me bring you in, okay? And then Tyler's gonna take off. You know, it's kind of like. Uh, Elon just launched that rocket ship In South Texas right And so like everything kind of goes And then blasts off right? (laughs) So I'm going to do the Um, I go to South Dakota And Kind of burn some rut days Kind of in travel more than anything uh, To capitalize on the Almost perfectly timed Cold front Mm -hmm. Uh, And that worked out well Y'all see that in the video but that then puts everything a little bit out of whack because we don't make it home until November third, so, and that's usually we're already kind of on another hunt at that point in time. But it made it worth it, um, which you will see in the video. Um, then we start watching cameras, and we're concerned about a like Indian summer early November, like. Not even warm, but like extra hot, mm-hmm. right? Like 80s on the on like northern plains stuff, and that's like a little concerning. Yeah, so we're like, you know what, man, it's fine. Let's just go through the weekend, and we'll just the seventh is like a magical day. I don't believe in magic, but it's a, it's a phrase. You know mm-hmm, what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. <laughs> I, I got gotcha. you. You get what I'm saying? Yep. Um, and uh, it, it'll be good, and then so that's our plan. The fifth, we check the trail cameras, rage. Dude. The sixth, we check the trail cameras, rage. <laughs> right, and so now Tyler's freaking out. We missed the rut. It's over, you know. Yeah. And we're all like in a big hurry to to get where we're going.
3: I'm in a hurry to get things done. Is that Diamond Rio? Uh, no. I think that's like, is that Alabama? Maybe it's one of those. It's not Rio. Country boy bands. It's either them or Blackhawk. Maybe. Ooh. Yeah, Blackhawk. I feel they like had, it's Alabama. They had some,
2: There's was there like a Diamond one or something?
3: Diamond Rio. Diamond That's Rio, I, dude. I I've seen them live yeah. within the last few years, and they have so many like number ones. Yeah. That they had to play like ninety seconds of each one and do mm-hmm. like a medley that was like fifteen minutes long to get them. That's bad to the bone. Oh, it was awesome. Yeah. They're like a seven-time, uh, uh, I guess ACM or something mm-hmm. like or Grammy like Best Vocal Group for Country. I mean they're. They had it going on, dude. I was a big, but I'm a real fan for sure. Uh did you see them at Billy Bobs? Yes. Yep. It's a good place to see like very popular bands. They they bring in some kind of older and popular bands. Uh the one thing about Billy Bobs is that the at least in the past, the sound is just not up to par with yeah. modern technology. But
2: you know, people get um
3: you ever heard of liquid encouragement? There's kinda mm-hmm. liquid ears, you yeah. know? See, yeah, I don't have those. Me neither. So it's not fun for <laughs> no, it's me. Not as much fun. It's like, man, I'd love to hear this on a, like a crispy sound system yeah. somewhere, you know. But yeah, it'd be cool. <laughs> Just um, not that way.
2: So anyways, we hit up on the
3: 7th. Yeah. Yeah. So I had decided, I actually decided I was going to go up there, I think a little bit ahead of y'all. Mm-hmm. And I, like I said, I was checking cameras. There wasn't a whole lot going on. It was very hot. And I decided not to. Well, guess what? The day that I was going to go up there and hunt that afternoon at the place I was going to hunt that afternoon on that, on that wind on that day was our best area. And the, like one of the, maybe the high scoring, one of the big deer that we had, a big, eight like 140 plus type. 8 Let's
2: talk about these deer because we mm-hmm. ran cell cameras, the Moultrie mobile cameras. Mm-hmm. Um, we work with those guys and absolutely the edge cameras are bad at the bone. Mm-hmm. love them. They do a great job. Um, And we are watching cell cameras and trying to make moves off of that. And we have, like, three target bucks. And this this may or may not come into play now or in a later podcast. might be important to Mm -hmm. know some of this stuff. So we have an eight-point with a broken brow. Mm -hmm. Makes him a seven, but he's an eight-point. I tend to call deer what their frame is. Mm -hmm. So, like, if if an eight-point has a crabby, Little ninth point, I still call him an eight point. Mm-hmm. You know, he's like a if he had the brow, he would push one fifty. I think I've seen him in person. He's a mondo. He's big, mm-hmm. big box frame, like a mule deer style frame. You know, like out and up. Mm-hmm. And then we have a nine point that kind of has like a two sided deal going on, where one side is kind of a um, a four point side that kind of goes up, and it's not super big, but he's nice deer, and his Five-point side is real big, mm-hmm. but it kind of goes forward. So he's pretty particular, and he has, like, that bulldog-type body. Yeah, you he's know, like big. big like he's built. a
3: very mature deer.
2: Yeah, and then there is the deer that I believe you're talking about. Yep. And he is, like... Just length, man. He's just got long tines. They curve. Yep, Curvy tines are deceptive, and when curvy tines
3: still look big, yeah, it's a real big deer. Yeah, and his beams are long because they go... They go back, out, forward, and round in, you know. And so, I mean, he's definitely going to score high. That's
2: – uh, we don't – and I don't even have anything against it too much, but we don't really name deer Yeah. anymore. If you hunt a lot of public land, you don't get an opportunity to name things. We end up naming deer like day of. Like my South Dakota deer, we named him Slip because he kept on giving <laughs> us a slip. the slip. <laughs> <laughs> but, oh, I like it, dude.
3: Uh, you know, and. Um, yeah, you can, if you've watched the Nebraska video, my buck in Nebraska, I walk out the door and I'm like, Casey, I'm going to shoot that big eight. That's right. <laughs> <It's> like, still <laughs> didn't big have a name eight? for him, but we knew there was a big <laughs> eight around, you know, we hadn't yeah. seen him before. And so. And this is the the other big eight you're talking about here. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. That's That deer shows up like in daylight i think it was like one of the first times he was really in good daylight Mm -hmm. and i think that was the fifth or something i was so sad i was like man because then the next like two or three days he didn't show up in daylight yeah i don't even know if he even showed up he like left probably got with the doe left the property and was with her for a couple days or whatever so and and nothing that everything died and i was like man I missed my, my chance to, like, go up there, get it done, get out of KC's way, because this is a property that we have leased. Um, and we have two spots on it, really, that would be, like, ambush spots. And I was hoping to, like, get out of his way so that we there was no, like, you know, well, what are you going to do? Oh, I don't know. What are, What are mm. you going to do? You know, that kind of thing. We so. both
2: do our best to be – consider to the other person and it ends up being a game of hee-haw sometimes yeah. you know people <laughs> that's, right.
3: and, uh, that's what we did so i mean that's what we ended up doing when we got up there but like it just was uh, yeah it was a it was kind of a sad deal for me and of course as usual it ends up not being so sad and you know about a few days later but mm-hmm. um so we get up there and we're we're kind of spending some time on that property um and pretty quickly um you had an encounter with the nine point and felt like because of that, I don't go into the details of it. Or maybe you want to go into the details of it. Is this before things transpire? Yeah, because you were, what happened after you had that encounter, you were like, all right, it's your turn. You, fig- you go where you want to go first. And you gave me the opportunity to go down there to okay. the south. Okay, okay. So, yeah,
2: long story short, I had said on this property, it's, it's pretty wide open. Mm. There's not a lot of trees around, and uh, <clears throat> it's it seems as if it might be sensitive to pressure. Um, come to find out, maybe not. I think the rut helps with a lot. Of yeah, that. for sure. And we also I, I, uh, <clears throat> I need to start in a different spot. I told myself that I was going to hunt ambush style from the ground on deer and not just just stomp the place chasing deer around too much because that's how you end up. Um, you know, spooking deer and and messing stuff up and throwing a bunch of scent everywhere. So one evening, <clears throat> Tyler went and hunted ambush style. We had kind of bedded the deer in a general area, didn't really know where it was, um, pretty far from where you were going to hunt. So we, pushed, we made a big loop around and pushed up into the center of the property to try to put eyes on the deer. Well, he was bedded in like a whole set of hills over from where we thought he was going to be. And then it was like, well, here we go. <laughs> Did The thing and, that we said we weren't going to do. And he was with a doe. So we just ran a quarter mile real fast to get over close to him. And uh, we're trying to kind of work our way around a satellite buck. And he kind of held us up. And we ended up getting caught by that big nine point. uh, Like at 100 yards. He sees us. And he doesn't know really what we are. We're kind of down at the bottom. He's kind of rutted up because he's been chasing that satellite buck off. And I give him a snort wheeze, and he just freaks out. He runs away. I'm like, what is he doing? <laughs> <laughs> because I have a lot of confidence in the snort wheeze deal. Uh, and maybe it's a little bit misplaced. I don't know. Just It's weird. But it didn't didn't work. He ran off. I was like, it. So we're kind of licking our wounds down here in the bottom. And then here comes a doe, like 10 yards and like, oh, that's his girl. She came back down here. And so I'm freaking out. We hear Beep. across, you know, <laughs> you hear him coming, grunting. And yeah. it's like, oh, man, it's about to go down. And so we're kind of like trying not to spook her because if she blows out, he's gone. But at the same time, I have to kind of get it worked around to maybe get a shot at him. He's going to come right in our laps. And uh, she actually goes down behind us. Perfect. He's going to go right by us. He crests the hill at like 35 and just looks right at us and out of there. Boom. It's like What in the world? (laughs) So I think that it might have been one of those temperament type things that that buck was just not a fighter too Mm -hmm. much. He didn't have any broken tines or anything. Yeah, still doesn't. Still doesn't. He looks like he's in really good physical shape. So he might just kind of be a homebody, which kind of would make sense too because he was in a real specific area of the property a lot. Mm -hmm. And I just don't think that he was into the – the mix too much, you know, Mm -hmm. and, but we, he runs off again. We, and I'm like, okay, well, it's over. I mean, this is a little insight for, uh, people. We make videos, right? Mm -hmm. So I'm like, (laughs) this is dumb. I hate this stuff. Uh, I'm like, okay, I, uh, drew on this deer. So I'm going to, what we need to do is I need to get up here and, you get a shot of me at full draw, that way we can use it in a, in a thumbnail video. <laughs> if y'all know what that is, that's the picture that you put on YouTube, right? Where the dude in the deer, and it's like, oh, let's get this You know, mm-hmm. that's... The, I'm taking this thumbnail shot, and the satellite buck, like, runs over to us. Because I he, like, had heard us grunting and stuff, and saw us, and he was like... And we were like, about here trying to not get him to come over. Because I didn't want to have to make a choice on him. Because he's like... A 19-inch wide eight-point. He's a nice buck, mm-hmm. uh, but he's younger, and I would like to see him in two years. It would be very cool. Yeah. Um, And finally, that deer comes to, like, 40, and he kind of, like, eases off. So we got to take this thumbnail shot, and then... The nine point is still around. He's, like, at 100 yards and Mm -hmm. runs up out of the ditch. (laughs) And he is for sure spooked this time. (laughs) He's gone. Like, not tail up, like, tail down out of there. And that's when I was, like, hanging my head, like, okay, I messed some things up. Tyler, I'm going to lay
3: back. Yep. And And then. Sorry, that was a longer story than what you wanted. Then I chose um, to hunt. Uh, place that's uh, the worst ambush spot in the world. We actually have a a quote that's just sticking with us from there. and It is uh, this is impossible. (laughs) We just (laughs) keep texting that back and forth. Yep. Mm -hmm. And uh, anyway, we ended up spooking, I guess, that same satellite buck you're talking about, Mm -hmm. big wide deer, uh, the next morning at like 60 yards you know, just because we're in the wide open Trying to hide in some grass Yeah, and just, you know, I see a, a rut party going behind me, like 300 yards away, and I'm watching it to see if I need to call to him or if I can or if I can move on him, and I turn around, and there's just a wide, awesome young deer looking right at me. Yeah, dude,
2: if he, like, for real, if I was in a tree in a river bottom somewhere, like, didn't know anything about the bucks around, I would shoot that deer.
3: If it was, like, a quick thing, it would be like, yeah, I'm shooting him. Dude, he's impressive. Yeah. but So he takes off, and I start to – essentially starting to try to decide like a couple of things a there's not a whole lot of good places to hunt on this property there's we got like one ambush spot that probably would work out as an ambush spot so Mm -hmm. i'm like well you know my dad uh has had a place for me to hunt for years and i usually try to stay off of it because um, there's not a whole lot of target bucks. They try to shoot very mature deer in that place. And, and there's not a whole lot of, there's not a whole lot of target bucks anymore. Cause cow cows are all over it. Cattle pressure is immense. And there's, um, uh, it went, had a drought last year. And so I've tried to kind of stay off it over the years and, and I mean, I've hunted it quite a bit, but just be very picky when I am and stuff. Well, I'm thinking, okay, I'm just going to go over there and see it. Um, I've been running a truck, uh, Trail camera over there for you know a couple of months, but it's only really worked. I mean, it blew out in the first two days. I used bad batteries and and blew out one of the cameras and didn't have a chance to uh, see what was really coming in there. So we get there get one down there. So I have about two, three days of trail camera evidence, and there's some good bucks around, but none of them are shooters. Mm-hmm. And uh, but I decided to go hunt over there. So we spend some time over there, Eric and I do, and we're hunting and it's a tree stand p- situation, so I feel really comfortable about getting a shot if something does come through, right? And so anyway, um we eventually uh we've been hunting one side of this draw based off this wind or we get a new, a different wind. And I go in there and I'm trying to I wanna hunt in that other tree because it fit, we film out of it better. Um And I think it offers better shots, but I'm sitting here throwing these milkweeds and I'm like, man, the wind's kind of doing this. I need to blow it up out of this draw, not down the draw. Not to mention, if you think about it, deer typically go down like field edges or draws On the downwind side, a lot of times. So, like, or shelter, shelter belt, right? Like, you're going to see a deer traveling a shelter belt on the downwind side, smelling for does bedded in that shelter belt, right? Mm -hmm. So, same thing in this straw. And I'm, I'm like throwing this milkweed, trying to make the other side work. And just, I was just like, it's just not going to work. We're going to have to do. We're going to have to be here. It's just too. It's just bad, just enough. And so, we get up in this tree, and it's the same tree that I shot my deer out of last year and on the buck truck series. And so we get in it and, um, we, like I said, we'd had a couple of good hunts. We'd seen some really cool rut action. I thought I was going to shoot at one point. I started shaking one time when a buck came in (laughs) and I, I don't know that we really had the time to tell the story because we've still got other things that work, things to do and the day should be over by now. But, um, (laughs) there was some cool stuff going on with some challenges. You gotta watch the video for, you know, that's right. It'll be on there. It'll be on there. Um, but that that particular night we get in there and um we have these does come through that's the same family group of does we've been seeing. And this is an interesting thing to to kind of think about. But uh deer are very uh they have like personalities and they're very particular and they're very different from each other. This is why we like deer, right? Mm-hmm. They, I mean, their antlers look different from each other. They act different from each other. They got two throat patches sometimes. They got a black ring around the bottom of their mouth or sometimes they don't. They got white rings around their eyes or sometimes they don't. Like, they're just so different. I love different. that stuff too.
2: Yeah. I love walking up to a dead deer and be like, look at that black mark on his chin. Yeah. You know, and it's just like, and then you're like, yeah. well, do they all have that? And you have to start thinking. Yeah, and know. you're like, well, no. See, like you look up here on, on your wall. Yeah, Some of them have a very more pronounced, black chin than others uh-huh. you know yeah it's cool it some is. of them have
3: big ears some have little ears some of them the double throat patch of that texas deer up there yep. is awesome look at the if you look at like uh the middle deer uh-huh and you see how the black goes from his lower jaw to his upper jaw up to his nose uh-huh the, look at one eye jack it doesn't go past his lower jaw the black line uh-huh Isn't that sure cool? enough, big white nose yeah so like they're just so different right and mm-hmm. that's why we like them well, these three does come in and I had, I had noticed them coming through the other day. They're going up to this ag food source at night. And so we're sitting basically in between, hopefully in between them, and their bedding and that ag food source, even though it's a long ways away, they're just, these deer are used to traveling. Um, so these three does come through and it's like a mature doe, a 1.5 and a six month old. Mm-hmm. And. The one point five is the most freaked out deer I've ever seen, I think, dude. <laughs> it was wild. Like they would come in and and the mature doe would be calm, the little doe would be calm, they would browse around, feed around, and the the one point five would stand off to the side and the whole time whipping its head around, looking up stuff, it looked up at us like Six times, and we're in a big cottonwood, so we probably look a lot like that tree, and it's still Mm -hmm. looking up there, checking us out. doesn't catch us moving or anything because it would have been out of there if it had. Uh, And it would, like, it would, you know, it would think that it it would, like, run off with its tail up for a couple steps. And the does would, like, look at it and be like, okay, this thing does this all day, every day. But it's just very interesting. Like, apparently that doe, if that is its mom, is, like, its dad, right, instead of, like, its mom. I would mm. assume. Like, its personality is more like its dad's personality because the mom was not like that. So mm-hmm. I just have to assume that's what it was like. But the, uh, you know, it's just weird to me because some bucks will be like that, right? Some bucks will be just almost impossible to See, kill.
2: I've always kind of wondered if it's more about recent events. Maybe. Like, did a bobcat, like, kind of make a play at that thing? Yeah, it, sure, it sure out, could have, you know? yeah. That, and, and I'm not saying you're wrong. It's just kind of, that's how I always kind of process it. Like, yeah. if a doe's real jumpy, I'm like, man, somebody tried to mess with her recently. But if
3: they're walking together the whole time, you'd think they'd all three be like that.
2: Yeah. You know, right. like know.
3: If, the, if one of them got jumped, I feel like all of them would have got jumped. But yeah, it's just, it's a weird thing. And I, I thought that was interesting. But anyway, they kind of pass on through and the they had passed through a couple nights before when we hunted them. And as soon as they were gone, they weren't even like out of sight hardly. I see a buck come in. Well, so I'm kind of expecting the same procession of things to happen, right? Mm -hmm. This is a good buck. It's a good eight point, but it's not a shooter. I think it's a four-year-old. Anyway, they leave out, and I'm like, oh, things are fixing to happen. Well, nothing happens for a while. It's kind of windy. And I'm sitting there looking around, kind of looking forward, and I don't really – I expect for deer to come from, like, my left, but – I don't expect them to go behind me because it just doesn't happen that way very often. It's kind of higher ground, mm-hmm. it's, it's out of the creek system kind of. And so I don't I don't hardly ever see them do that. I have seen them do it before, but I don't normally see them do it. Well, we kind of came in from up, up high and we walked down the edge of this creek bank and diagonal to the tree. Pretty high actually, higher than we normally do for whatever reason. And this buck, I hear, I hear steps and I hear him walking in like the cottonwood leaves. And so I like, I kind of like move my eyes, but not my head and, and start to look to the left. And as soon as that happens, Eric goes, there's a buck. And, um, he said it real chill. And I was like, okay, well there's a two or three year old buck, not a shooter. Yeah. Yeah. I was like, not a shooter. uh, no big deal. So I was like, "Ah, where's he at? And he's like over, over where that other buck came from last year and so i was like okay um and so i turn my head i'm like can i move is it looking and i was like he's like no so i was like all right, i'll start turning my i start turning my head i look down to the left i don't see this deer and from where that deer came from and so i'm like where is it i don't see it and he goes it's by that, that tree where that deer scraped last year if y'all saw buck truck and uh hey, so i look yeah by the way that scrape is huge right
2: now. Is it? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> we walked by it the other day just pulling that camera and
3: I Mondo. mean people talk about car hoods about that for us. sure. Yeah. <laughs> it's kind of a little, a little landmark scrape tree. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um so anyway, I look up at the at the tree and I still don't see this thing. I'm like, what is going on here? And um and and then finally, something catches my eye, moving up the hill even more a little bit. So I turn back uh, and look up at it, and it is Mondo. And I was like, thinking, "What the what? what in the world, Eric? <laughs> <laughs> like, you're supposed to tell me like just you me might get, just get your bow." <laughs> like I mean, I, I'm still thinking at this point, this is just like a fun thing for us to video coming mm-hmm. in. You know, this is like 150 something inch deer, probably ten point. You know, and immediately as soon as I saw him, I recognized him. And I'll tell you kind of what he is after after a minute. But he he's working kind of up the hill, like he's going to come up out on top. And then he kind of flattens out and starts coming kind of to us. And I've seen one buck kind of come off that hill and come down right in front of us at like 10, 15 yards. And I'm thinking, I'm fixing to get a shot right here. It's going to be wide open. It's going to be awesome. Point blank. Well, he starts coming at us. Then all of a sudden he stops, nose down, and starts smelling around. And he takes a stomp. And I'm like, Dad he has got our ground scent. And so he sits there for a second, smells it, lifts his head up, goes back down and smells it again. Just, you know, didn't didn't bother him enough. And he so he works his way through it, basically, after a minute or whatever. And he's just like, Okay, well, no no big rush, you know, it's something different, but you know, guess there wasn't enough scent molecules for him to be worried. <laughs> and he works through it and it's still kind of like debatable as to whether he's going to come down in front of me or work up the hill and back behind me. And so finally he kind of gets on, on his horse in a direction and he's going up the hill behind me. So I'm like, I'm like freaking out. You know, I've gotten my, I think I got the, the GoPro on, got my bow finally somehow through all this. So luckily the wind was blowing really pretty good, you know, and, um, and so I, I grab a rangefinder. It's Eric's rangefinder because um I left my rangefinder in <laughs> a different state somewhere. <laughs>
2: on the ground um, by
3: a tree. <laughs> so yeah, I climbed a tree. So I took my rangefinder and my binos Not off. Not only with there. your just your rangefinder, but your binos yeah.
2: and your FHF bino harness, which is on sale right now on Meteor.com.
3: Then yep. <laughs> that all that is just sitting out in the woods on um, public land in a different state. So I'm using Eric's rangefinder. Well, Eric's rangefinder, there's like a I think it's I think this is how it works. Hit it once, it turns it on. Hit it again, it will not range. Hit it the third time, it does range. So you that ain't good. The first time you hit, it does not range. I've noticed that. I don't know why that is. And so I'm like, I got guys. I got one small lane because we haven't we haven't worried about lanes behind us because deer never hardly ever go up there. But so there's branches everywhere in this cottonwood tree, and they're you know it's, it's a high lane. You know, it goes up into the branches, essentially, because he's going up out of the creek system. Mm-hmm. Well, I got one little lane. It's very narrow, and he's coming up on it fast. And I'm, like, you know, hitting this thing, like, as many times as I can. Finally, I hit, like, the dirt on the top, and it said 19 yards. And I was like, okay, we good. Yeah. You know? <laughs> well, he's going to come around within five yards of that, you know, probably. Mm-hmm. And, uh, I mean, as soon as... I hit that saw 19. I dropped the range finder down. Well, first of all, I couldn't even find the range finder because I'm not used to it. And I um, I, I had been putting it in my my jacket pocket all week. Mm-hmm. Well, for some reason. Oh, because I was sitting in a seat that was loud. It was banging on that seat. So mm-hmm. I tucked it in my jackets. So mm-hmm. I could not find it at first. Oh, I was freak like, oh, you know, like, finally I like, unzip my jacket and I'm like digging in there and get it finally and get it finally get it ranged. And, I mean, as soon as I arrange it, I drop it down. It's hanging on, a like, a, you know, a little, I think I got it hanging on my vinyl harness. So, I drop it, and I go to clip on. Well, uh, my release, which is now donated, by the way. Really? Yeah. Um, I didn't know about this. Yeah. My release, that like, set screw for the post that, like, you can make it longer or shorter mm-hmm. is wall. Mm-hmm. And so, I noticed that. There, earlier because it was spinning a bunch. So mm-hmm. I kind of I screwed it in so I'll it wouldn't spin all the way. My backup does that. Yeah. yeah. Um, so I'd screwed it in a little bit just to make sure I didn't know how long it was. I couldn't remember, right? Mm-hmm. Well, apparently it's shorter than I'm normally used to. So mm-hmm. when I go to clip on, I, like, cannot get – I can't get my fingers dude. up high. Like, it's like I'm breaking my wrist backwards trying I to get it clipped you're on. freaking out. Dude, I was for sure, dude. And I'm talking – I, like, could not get it. I finally get it clipped. And as soon as I get it clipped, I look up and he is coming into the lane. And I I just draw back. He's looking quartered away slightly, looking away slightly. And I knew that when he came into that lane, he was gonna hit the top and he was probably gonna look somewhere around my mm-hmm. shooting lane. He was gonna just cause when they come over the top, they want to look, look around. So they stop and look. And so I knew that was gonna happen. I don't I didn't even have to grunt stop him, dude. I knew it was gonna happen. And anyway, I, I yank it back as he's coming into the lane and I just I I put it on him and I'm like just trusting that he's gonna stop and he like high heads and so I know and he takes about one more step and stops and it's right in the lane. Perfect. So I I like really dialed. I've been taking like the extra second in my mind a lot lately. And I really dialed it in there. I put it low heart. It was where I was aiming for and I shoot and I mean it looks great. And he takes off running and he runs like a like a half circle and then I bet he ran two hundred and fifty yards, dude. He ran forever. And we found out that I smoked the heart, in fact. Mm-hmm. Cut the front of it off, yeah. And he straight up ran two hundred and fifty yards like that. It was mm-hmm. crazy. But he when he got to two fifty or whatever he got to, he stops and then it was like dead. He's lots out. There was no there was no kicking, no mm-hmm. like flopping and trying to get up. It was like as soon as he stopped, he rolled up. He just tipped over and did not move at all. Mm-hmm. It's crazy. You know? This
2: is November 10th.
3: Yeah. It's
2: like full-fledged rut adrenaline. Mm-hmm. It's going down. And it's yeah. like, it's weird <clears throat> that a hormone, which I assume an adrenaline is a hormone, right? It's a something to so. do with the endocrine system, yeah. right? uh, endocrine system. And uh, so it's strange that that can circumvent like bodily function. That you can cut a heart, sever the artery, because we'll talk about it in a little bit, but I'm the one that found the heart. Yep. Um, <laughs> you can sever the arteries and the veins, like the feeder and the what it's kicking out, the blue and the red, mm-hmm. right? Um, and that thing can still just go. It blew my mind. How fast, I mean, how many, I mean, got, 250 yards for a deer, I mean, They can't run 80, right? But they can run real fast, probably 35 is probably what he's getting it at. If he's going
3: top speed, he probably is. I mean, it had to take him 10 seconds, took. Yeah, it took a while. Yeah. And I could not believe it. I I knew he was dead. I knew it. I was almost 100% sure he was not going to make it out of this open area that he ran into. Yeah. But But we've... It was weird. There's also an experience of mine
2: that you can see in the South Dakota video that make you start questioning everything you know. (laughs) Yeah. You know, so I'm sure, I don't know if consciously or not, but
3: you're probably thinking, like, Uh, do I need to shoot this thing again? I'm just like, what is going on? Mm -hmm. And finally, he just stops and, like I said, rolls over. So um, this deer had not been on my cameras that I know of. Um, In fact, he had been, uh, I don't know, probably a mile at my dad's stand location he had been down that direction living and in fact i knew this when i first saw him because of the shape of his rack and the color it's pretty white um this deer in 2021 a lot of you will remember i shot the biggest deer of my life on public land 50 yard shot eric killed the footage it's like a viral bow hunting clip right Yeah, that's right if you see bow hunting like hunters yeah. on Instagram or yeah. something ridiculous. Big white tails It's going yeah, to be on yeah, there. There's, yeah. They're going to have some video if it's a repost account, right? Of this buck. It's like a very viral video. And um so he, that year, 2021, I was actually hunting uh the same property and I spent some time at both stands where I killed and, and, like this year and last year and then where I my dad's stand is. And I'd kinda hop back and forth because I was hunting two deer. One of them was a big was a big ten point, which I, I shot last year, small much smaller than he was the year before. And the other one was a huge eleven point. And the I, I rattled in at my dad's stand, which I was actually I had done a hanging hunt back behind where his stand is. And I rattled that eleven point in and I'm watching him and I'm reacting to what he's doing and at the same time there's another deer watching me I have no clues in the world that Eric is filming mm-hmm. and it's a big 10 point with like a broke G3 or something he's got like a pretty broke rack but he's a nice he's a nice buck you know that is the deer that I shot this year 2 years later and it's it's pretty cool man so, so there's
2: footage people can go back and watch that
3: yeah and they'll see this deer Two years younger, yeah, and then when we released, we'll put that footage in there too because I talked about that. I was mm-hmm. like, I told Eric, I was like, you know what deer that is, right? When we got confused and I was looking at one and you were filming the other, mm-hmm. then that was that was that deer. So I think we got footage of him twice, so we'll we'll put some of that in, in that footage. But anyway, recovered the deer. Um, it was a really really cool moment, man, because I got to I kind of I got a little emotional after that, um, because I kind of you know, it always this is a thing, man, is like. Where we hunt in Kansas, man, it's it is not easy. We struggle every year. For, no, I was I mean, down in the. Dumps. It seems like we don't struggle because we always kill a big deer.
0: Yeah.
3: The last three years or whatever, right? Uh, but if you look at our first three years there, mm. it was real rough. We figured some things out, but it's still it is. Dude, it's and, like a it's a it's a straight up just gift from God. It, it feels like when it finally happens yeah. out there, dude.
2: And at any point in time, uh. God doesn't have to pour that out. Yeah. Either. You know we can it's go like another three years. Can go go another three. One. That's right. <clears throat> so
3: every time when it does come together, you're like yeah. Oh, thank you. I mean, you d- you get you spend like the best part of your year there and it is very difficult. Mm-hmm. Like it's I don't know. We it, we just I like I said, I don't know how else to say it other than it's we we hunt very open country. Like you said, that property we were hunting, you you were having to go to the ground game, which was not what you wanted to do. Oh, you no, know? I've killed <clears throat> well, this isn't about me, but
2: I've killed some deer on the ground this year. I've not killed a deer from the tree yet.
3: Yeah. I want to bad. <laughs> you were like telling me before, you know, while we were in Kansas, you're like, dude, I really want to kill a deer that's not looking at me.
2: I <laughs> <laughs> you, dude. I still haven't got to do it. <laughs> yeah. I know. It's wild,
3: dude. So mm-hmm. anyway, I just, I, it was just a cool deal, man. I, I really, uh, uh, you'll get to see this video. It'll probably be on actually the Meteor YouTube channel at some point, but um. I don't know, it's just very, I don't know, I feel just like not even worthy, man, because my dad just gave me, he gives me such a cool opportunity out there and has given me opportunities over the course of my life for a long time to hunt, taking me places, and uh, like, it felt like, you know, I mean, this is something that like, we we strive to do well, we strive Mm -hmm. to do this well, because it is what we do for a living, that's what we want, we want to do what we do for a living well, and For him to like, like I told him right off the bat, I called him and I was like, I told him, yeah, I shot a big deer or whatever. He's super pumped. And I said, man, I think I shot the big one that you were kind of thinking about trying to shoot too. I mean, he was, he was hunting the deer, you know. And he, he, like, immediately told me, don't feel bad about it. He said, do not feel bad. He said, when you get my age, you'll understand. He's like, actually, you probably already understand. Because he still <laughs> thinks, you know, I'm probably 16 or whatever in yeah. his mind. But, no, he's like he, – he just, like, you know, told me. he's you'll understand. And uh, I, I do to an extent. I still felt bad about it. But I knew that he wouldn't want me to pass it at 20 yards, no. you know. Yeah. So –
0: Savings products insured by NCUA. Investment products are not insured, not obligations of Navy Federal and may lose value.
1: Hey, here's a simple but very meaningful gift idea for your mom or grandparent who lives across the country. These are great, dude. These are really nice things to give to people. It's a digital picture frame from Aura. It's perfect for sharing pics of all the things they can't be there for. From family vacations to their grandkids' graduation, Let's say your mom comes out. You take a bunch of pictures of your mom with your kids or whatever. When she goes home, you can greet her at home with all those pictures you just took on the frame. And you can also keep her up to date by updating the frame from afar. It's all done online. It's a ton of fun. comes with unlimited storage and simple controls on the frame so you can upload as many photos as you want. And mom can pick the perfect one. See why it was named the number one digital frame by Wirecutter, The Strategist, and Wired. Right now, you can save on the perfect gift that keeps on giving by visiting auraframes.com. That's A U R A frames.com. Make sure you use the promo code Meat Eater because for a limited time, you can get $20 off their best selling frame with that code. The code being Meat Eater. Auraframes.com, promo code Meat Eater. O'Reilly Auto Parts are in the business of keeping your car on the road. At O'Reilly Auto Parts, they offer friendly, helpful service and the parts knowledge you need for all your maintenance and repairs. Man, I'm always swinging through my uh, local O'Reilly Auto Parts to get stuff ranging from car parts and accessories to boat batteries. They've got thousands of parts and accessories in stock, either in-store or online, so you never have to worry if you're in a jam. And if you're a do-it-yourselfer and need a specialty tool to finish the job, stop by O'Reilly Auto Parts and ask about their loaner tool program. Simply pay a refundable deposit and borrow the right tool, then get your deposit back when it's returned. That way you don't have to go buy some you know super expensive thing that you need like once every five years. You just borrow it and get your refund back. Need your windshield wipers replaced, a brake light fixed, or quick service? They'll help you find the right part or point you to the nearest local repair shop for help. Stop by O'Reilly Auto Parts today or visit O'ReillyAuto.com slash meat eater. That's O'ReillyAuto.com slash meat eater.
3: Uh, I guess to wrap it up, I was, uh, gutting this deer and I had one of them sharp Havilons, you know, and, uh, they have a little mechanism that holds the blade on. So I'm going to cape this deer so I don't go past the sternum. And so I get up in there and I'm going to disconnect the windpipe and pull everything out. I've got everything worked out and ready to go. I get up in there and I feel the heart and I'm like, golly, I smoked that thing. You know, my other hands up in there real close to each other. And uh and so after I smoked it I was like kinda like readjusting my grip and then I was gonna pull that knife out. I got hung on that mechanism on something in there. And as soon as it released, it was just like shink right into my daggum thumb knuckle on top. Did you have the feeling of like blade on bone?
2: Not really. That's one of my least favorite things. Yeah. I, I've done that a few times. No. I don't mind a
3: cut too much, but it, I mean it was like I mean it is definitely on the bone, but there's a little bit like of soft stuff that there. Meat. It's, it's like right, I mean, it's, it's the back end of the cut is on the bone and the rest of it's kind of in the meat. Mm-hmm. And it was like, as soon as I pulled it out, it was like real deep. And I didn't, I didn't know that it went to the bone. Cause like I said, I didn't feel it. Um, but I, guys, I can go like rip all the skin off my arm on a turf burn in my, <laughs> on my elbow and be just fine. Right. Mm-hmm. But sometimes when I th- It's all in my head, but, like, when I think about a needle going into the big vein of my arm (laughs) or when I look at the deep cut that's just filled with blood immediately, uh, dude, I went to the tailgate immediately. Like, I look up. They said they were filming. I look up, and I'm like – I was like, I got it good, guys. And I just pinch it closed and I walk over to my tailgate and Eric's immediately, he's a medicine man. He's like, I'm going to (laughs) get, I'm going to get you some stuff. You know, he starts digging around. It takes forever and not finding stuff. And I'm like feeling real woozy, kind of getting that cold sweat going on. So I was like, I got to get to the truck, dude. So I walk (laughs) over to the truck and when I go to reach for the, the, the door lock or whatever, I I like stumble out and miss it. Mm. And so I grabbed it and just dove in. I came over there and (laughs) checked on you.
2: and uh because we were all like kind of like what's going on <laughs> you know and I, I know how this goes look when you're injured you don't want people messing with you yeah so i just kind of gave you some space and after a little bit i was like hey and i walked over there and you weren't like sitting in the chair normal you were just like shamu off in there, <laughs> <laughs> and, there and i was like hey uh are you all right and you're like yeah it's just bad and and I'm sick yeah. or something. I, I can't remember what you said, but like I was it like. It didn't
3: hurt. It's yeah. just, I just felt, I felt, I almost passed out, dude. Mm-hmm. I almost passed out. It's an f- infamous and, quote around here. Oh yeah, <laughs> it is. Yeah. And um. I'm the only one doing it now. <laughs> yeah.
2: <clears throat> and I was like, hey, um, do you want me to finish that deer for you? like, yeah, that'd be good. <laughs> yeah, dude, like you're a champ, dude. He, <laughs> that
3: ain't a big deal. It's I easy. know, but it's not. You know, when your hands aren't dirty, you're like crap. I got to go in there and do this, wow. but you got it done, and I was thankful for it. And you got to look at the heart and kind of observe the shot. And apparently, I went what a really good entry point and ended up coming through like basically the golden triangle, mm-hmm. like really pretty, pretty far forward, and made a great shot. You finish that for me, and then you come over and like wrap my hand, and we I get Eric to drive. And I go back and get in the shower, and dude, I got sick in the shower, dude. First of all, Kaylee <laughs> entered- wanted to make sure that I didn't need stitches. I didn't yeah. want stitches because we're in the middle of nowhere. Well, right?
2: that was what I was thinking, too. It's like, because you asked me, because it would stop bleeding when I wrapped your hand, and you're like, do I need stitches? And I was like, man, you could go either way. And I, I still kind of stand by that. It's like, they'd probably be eight or 10 stitches. I, I don't know. Yeah. 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 I don't know. It's it depends on how close they put them, you know, yeah. too. But, um, they'd probably be eight stitches. And, uh, they, um, but I was, and I wasn't trying to be selfish about it. But I'm like, yeah, I know you knew this. If we go to the ER, we're not sleeping the whole night. No, somebody so has you, to go with me. Do, do you want to do that or not? I, not <laughs> I, <want laughs> I knew you to. didn't want to. I promise you, I felt <laughs> sick.
3: I then, dude, the only, I don't give a. Hoot about having a scar on my aesthetics, hand. aesthetics. You know like I mean? Actually,
2: now you got some talk about. I guarantee yeah. you. I mean, I've got scars all over <laughs> me. A deer hunting scars way better than. I got scars lame. all over
3: my hand, dude. Mm-hmm. Like for playing football and stuff. I don't care. It was the it was the infected thing was really what I was mainly mm-hmm. worried about. And getting it to grow back together. So anyway, I got I, I showed Kaylee on Facetime, and I was like, I had to hang up on her. I was like, Oh, I bet she was like yeah into it because she yeah. kind of likes that kind of stuff and she was like i don't know i don't know what to do and she's like thinking that i should get stitches you yeah, know probably girls. but um she she just thought that that would be you know like she's she didn't know for sure but that was where she was leaning anyway i finally just hung up on her because i was fixing to pass out so i go and get in the shower <laughs> and i'm like i gotta rinse this thing out well like i don't want to look at it so i'm just like holding it in the water like looking at the wall mm-hmm. you know and i get i get. I'm having to like, lean on the wall and, like, almost thrown up, almost passing out. I stayed in there for, like, 30 minutes and washed the thing out. Apparently did a good job because it has not been affected at all. Yeah. It's actually hurt more today than it has at all, but this is – It's probably that scab pulling around stuff, you yeah. know, that's good and it's hard scabbed up. It looks great. Yeah, it's, um, I mean, it's not, it hadn't even gotten red around it or yeah. nothing, man. Well, the
2: good news is you already kind of have, like, a thumb thing. So it's not going to affect your bow shooting or
3: anything because yeah. it's already like that anyways. Yeah. <laughs> so well, and you know, oh. I was I was thinking about this. It's probably cleaner inside that deer. Oh yeah, I mean, you think about a mature buck. That's how that thing think you're is, fine. Man. Yeah, that's exactly right. <laughs> the a mature buck has lived till six years old. Like mm-hmm. he's probably a pretty healthy sapsucker. Do you think that's what he was? Yeah, I do. Yeah, I think he was. I think he was four. Whenever that's uh, probably in optimum. Out there, six or seven, mm. right? Mm. I mean, it's when they're gonna have their. When I was seven, and that was his biggest rack. Mm-hmm. Yep. So,
2: and it all depends on food. Yeah. I was thinking about this a little bit different uh, deal, but you know, you talked about that deer, how he's a lot smaller last year. I think the drought really did affect the deer out there too. a lot. I do too. After some other stuff that's been revealed to us, we'll yeah. talk about that later. But um, uh, yeah, so it's a great, you know, it wasn't as bad a drought this year, and the antlers looked really good. Yeah. Talk
3: a little bit more about what this deer really is. Well, I don't know if he is what I thought he was when I told you guys um I think I had some bad math. But um he's he's a his frame is huge, man. Like um uh, he's basically like if you if to just help you picture it, he's uh he's a one sixties type deer main beams and width wise, but his tines are on the short side. So I don't know if he's gonna be in the one sixties or not. I don't think he will be. But He's, he's, um, he's got, my dad, he like carried, you know, he had a, on his blind key, he has like a keychain that's attached to a, a little tape measure, you know, mm-hmm. and so he had it in his pocket when he showed up, and he measured the beams, and just like quick measurement. I bet they're longer than this, actually, uh, when you do it with string and stuff, but um, with a metal tape, he did 23-inch beams, and um, he's 20, he's, we didn't even measure as wide as widest point, and he was 20 inches wide, so he's yeah but his his Dude. g2s are you know nine maybe ten they're not like very like super mm-hmm. tall like 11s and 12s you're starting about talking about like mid160s probably yeah. you know? that's
2: where i look at my deer from last year and i originally thought he would break 60 and i just don't know because mm-hmm. time's a little it's that drought year yeah you know kind
3: of it's like who knows yeah what that deer might have would have had on a well he had good bases mm-hmm. and he kind of thinned out mm-hmm. and you can see almost like as the summer goes on he's not quite getting the same nutrition he had mm-hmm. early on in And May. you can
2: see even – I know this isn't about my deer from last year, but you can see, like, on the end of his main beams, they almost look unfinished. They're kind of yeah, rounded, yeah. you know. Yeah, that's interesting. Yeah. I hadn't thought about They're nice that.
3: They're pointy. Yep, yep, for sure. It's, it is, man. And that the grass – the range looks good out there. Oh, man, cover's I mean, crazy. They've got – like, I think June was just a, a banner month. I think it's mm-hmm. been kind of dry since, but they had enough to carry through. Yeah, and so. we drove through there, you know – doing some trail camera stuff, I couldn't believe how many sunflowers there were. Oh, it was awesome. Yeah. I wish it was like that every year. I guarantee you. Dude, the, the amount of deer on the landscape, if that was the cover every oh, year, yeah. would be unbelievable. Rager. But that's like I've never seen it quite. Maybe like we're getting
2: that. back into it, man. It'd be cool. Things are cyclical, cyclical you yeah. Know?
3: It'd be pretty sweet. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Well, congrats on the big
2: buck, thanks, Steve. They can put that brow time back on there for you. I don't that's know if right. You know that. I, yeah, I heard. <laughs> I heard.
3: Uh, we got more big buck stories to tell. We're we're we a little do. bit behind right now because uh, we did all the Q and A stuff, and um, yeah, we've been hunting a bunch, so mm. we're we're trying to catch up on these stories. We got a couple more for you, and then we'll get into like what's going to happen at thanksgiving and afterwards so i'm really excited uh Goodness. there's still a lot of good deer hunting ahead man so absolutely pretty pumped but yeah thanks guys for listening don't forget that uh, the uh, sale is going on, on the meteor website with the uh, first light and all that uh, yeah
2: give us some love on social this week uh you know this is the podcast so we're gonna, and y'all made it to the end of it so that means you love us uh <laughs> be open and honest with you we don't like having to do the sale promotion stuff too much but you know you where you do this for a living now everything's getting to that. business man that's right man you know? everything yep. it, it doesn't matter if it's the welding coffee you drink in the morning you know yep. yeah all that um so uh the, you're gonna see some social stuff from us we're gonna try to make it as lighthearted as we can but uh, if you can help us show us some love on that stuff and let's just all have fun yeah you know that'll be that'll be yep. good
3: we also have uh like a link that uh You can work through if you want to go to the website. We'll Mm -hmm. be you'll be seeing on a lot of our posts and stories and stuff. Yeah. Uh, If you go through that link, it uh, lets people know that Steve didn't sell everything. You know. That's right.
2: Hey, and and legit, this is maybe as more of a consumer than a guy who sells the stuff. But like the prices on some of the stuff right now is real good. Yeah. You know, like as a little insight, there's new stuff coming out at some point in time. You probably seen it in some of our posts that we can't talk about it. But that means that, like, some of the stuff that from from this past year is really discounted and really good stuff, mm-hmm. you know. The new stuff is cool and new, but it ain't, like, revolutionary compared to what you got right now. Mm-hmm. So go buy that stuff at 40% off, and you'll be
3: rocking and rolling. For rollin'. sure, dude. Mm-hmm. There is some cool stuff coming out. There dude. is. There's, there's <laughs> especially <laughs> there's one piece that we like. There's a couple <laughs> <of> things. <for laughs> it's sure. real cool. No, but it's it's exciting. They're, they're working hard on that stuff, actually, man. I've been a... I've been excited to uh, get some of that stuff like uh, into the public eye a little bit. So, pretty mm-hmm. exciting. But Kind of
2: fuzzy. Yeah, it is. <laughs>
3: yeah, it is. Michael's favorite song. That's right. <laughs> Just,
2: well, guys, remember to hang out with your family. Don't worry too much about that trail camera app and all that stuff. And remember, this is your
1: element. Live in it. Hey, guys, it's Steve on my phone in Hawaii, where it happens to be turkey season. And it is right now turkey week here at Meat Eater, which means tons of great turkey hunting content. A lot of great offers on turkey gear at TheMeatEater.com and even a calling contest where I am getting my ass thoroughly kicked. Go find it all at TheMeatEater.com.